0: All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday edition of Locked on NHL. Ivan Provorov making headlines off the ice and Steven Stamkos making headlines on the ice. We'll discuss those two situations and we will do a kind of a truncated uh, power ranking. We'll just give you our top five. And if you have enough times, two two new jerseys and uniforms. One for the Coyotes, and the All-Star Game jerseys have leaked as well. We'll talk about that. New episode of Locked On NHL is coming at you.
1: Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, everybody, welcome to... Another Thursday edition of Locked On NHL. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. From Locked On Avalanche, I am Chris Maselli from Locked On Lightning. He is Mr. Mixtape Adam Denker. And uh, like we said in the beginning, we'll be going to be touching on a couple new uniforms that have been... Well, one was announced and the other has been leaked. But um, I think we know what the All-Star jerseys are going to be. Are they thumbs up, thumbs down for for both of these sets? Um, And like I said, uh, just like a top five that we'll do. Um, But we're going to start with hockey being in the news um, off the ice. You like when hockey's in the news for on the ice stuff, which we will get to with Stephen Stamkos. Uh, But this is kind of like a situation that's that's bigger than the game right now. Um, But at the same time, kind of focusing in on the game and saying, like, hey, do we still have a lot more to do here? And that's obviously Ivan Provorov. And if for whatever reason you have not heard, briefly summarize what happened in uh, the warm-up game. It was the Flyers' Pride Night and uh, they decided to wear warm-up jerseys that had rainbow numbers and kind of, uh, you know, backing LGBTQIA plus and uh, you know that whole movement. And like every team in the league does once a year. Every team's required to do it. This was the Flyers Day to do it. And Provost was, was nowhere to be seen in warmups. I don't know if people that really meant thought anything of it to begin with. And then when the game started, he was there, played more minutes than anybody in that game. And then it was asked afterwards why was he not there? And because of his religious beliefs, he did not want to take part in that warm-up and wear that uniform or that Jersey, that warm-up Jersey. So now you have, you know, this discussion that's come back again. Um, and, you know, the reason why the NHL does this is hockey is for everyone. And Provorov did come out and say, he's like, while I respect everybody, I want people to respect my religious beliefs. And there's arguments to be had on both sides of it. And, Right now, that's that's kind of where we stand. They didn't bench him for it, clearly. John Tortorella seems to be backing him wholeheartedly on this, and a lot of people do, and a lot of people don't. So I'll get your take on it, and we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a weird situation. Um, I, I did hear earlier today that Provorov did speak with the team before the decision was made for him not to go out to warm-ups. And I feel like if the Flyers locker room is okay with it, then for that reasoning, as long as it doesn't ruffle any feathers within the team, I don't see. I, I get why people are offended by it. I understand it, but at the same time, you know, he came here obviously. You know, he he's allowed to express his religious beliefs as long as he's not har- outwardly harming anyone, which. I feel like in this situation, him not partaking rather than going out there and they're possibly seeing some incident happening where maybe he just goes out there and he's not wearing the jersey. That could have been a whole lot worse than going out there, not going out there at all. So I, I, I understand where he's coming from. And I think honestly, you know, he's allowed to, like I said, he's allowed to express his religious beliefs, as long as it's not outwardly hurting anyone, and he didn't. He actually did the opposite. He chose to excuse himself from the observance of this movement. And I think that you know, while people might be upset with it, and they are 100 with a, well within their power too. I feel like he at the at the end of the day, I think he did the right thing. Uh, for for everybody involved because like I said it could he could have gone out there and made a different kind of statement and could have made this situation or I guess the talk around this a whole lot worse than it really should have been
0: yeah I mean yeah if he came out and and was critical and you know was negative and angry towards the LGBTQ community like then that's a whole nother ball game you know what I mean like um, but I will say this, I, I, and I can't speak for him cause he spoke for himself. Um, but this is kind of what I, what I wish happened, right? I, I kind of wish he l- just looked at the situation differently and, and he looked at it kind of maybe like, and this is weird to say, like outside of the religious aspect of it. And I get that, you know, his decision was religious based, but I kind of religion based, I kind of wish like he kind of looked at it. Beyond that, and he saw that there's 20 other guys out there right now warming up in these uniforms, and he sees that every single team in the league does this same thing, and they have their own pride night, and he kind of would step back and say, like, okay, like, this is obviously important to a lot of people, right, and and it might not, like, align with, with my beliefs, but the guys I go to battle with every day, it is with them. It, it, it is in, it it does align with their beliefs. So, you know, I can be, I can be open enough and support them for one practice warm up, and still believe what I believe. You know, what I mean, and and show support yeah. to them, while it's not going to take away from your beliefs. You know, and and the hardcore religious people would probably look at that and, and, and not like that. He would have done that, but I, I, I'm willing to believe that there's a, a, a lot of open-minded religious followers who wouldn't have had a problem with it. You're not going to, you're not going to, you know, it's not going to be a hundred percent on either side. It's not going to, you're going to have people that if he did that, if he had done that, if he had just looked at it as like, okay, well, I, it's not something that I support. Clearly, an entire league, the majority of the, the league supports it. I can suck it up for twenty minute warm up and and wear a jersey, while at the same time not changing how my my deeply rooted core values. In his opinion, I mean, I think I think you can yeah. have it both ways if you're Provorov, and instead of going the route that he went um you know he's caused more discussion now because of what he did than if he had just gone out there and and worn the warm up jersey then go play the game and you wouldn't he wouldn't be in the situation that he is maybe with a few people who even knew that he was religious yeah that's not something you just put out there all the time so you know for for those people who know that he's deeply religious they would get a hold of him personally and instead of all of social media being on him, and I understand why they are, yeah. I, I, it, it's a tough situation. And, um, you know, it, it's it, you get you kind of do get both sides of it, but I just wish it went a different way because you just people have their beliefs and you can you can disagree with them and, and you can and say, like, I don't agree with what you believe in. But there's to me, there's other ways to handle it. If I, if I believe what Provorov believed in, in which I don't um, I think I still could have like looked at it objectively and said, okay, these are my teammates. Yeah. All of them are okay with this and and they believe in it. I'm going to go support them in this. I kind of just wish it went that route because you're not going to change his mind. And I think that's where the disconnect is, is people are so mad at him. They want him to change his mind. And, yeah. I, and that's not going to happen. You can't change his mind because of, he's he, he's clearly deeply rooted in this. But you can say, like, can you look at it in a different way, at least for a little bit? Don't change your mind altogether because it's yeah. just not going to happen. People are so ingrained with so many things in this world, like politically, obviously with religion. It's tough to completely flip somebody.
1: Yeah. But
0: you can just make them look at it maybe in a different light and go down a different road That that satisfies everybody yeah 100 percent and i and
1: i think that the backlash that he's getting unfortunately and you know you see this with with everybody with everything these days the backlash that he is getting now i feel is only instead of him trying to be more instead of open him up more to that world and 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 being Hmm. accepting of that it's only going to make him uh, push his create more distance for himself in that now unfortunately yeah. but because a big, a
0: big part of this whole pride night for the league is is to have discussions and to say like this this sport is for everybody and right. okay you have a guy who doesn't believe that okay like again we're not trying to like change it but let's talk about it let let's come come to a common ground here why don't you believe it here's where I'm coming from let me hear where you're coming from and that's where dialogue is had and maybe 10 years down the road he gets it and then yeah.
1: he changes his tune to, you don't know well but, I, um, I i think chris also it kind of goes back to that mentality and and this isn't every sport where you have your guys that and your and your girls of course and you know the the women's sports you have your individuals your athletes who also want to be more than the athlete they want to be a voice for people Who don't have a voice. Um, Mm. and that's their calling, that's what they like to do. And then there's other people that just want to play the sport that they love, and that's it. They just want to go to the arena, practice, play, leave. That's it. And Provorov, I, I told you before the recording, you know, he's one of my favorite players in the league. I think he's that guy. I mean, religion aside, I think he just wants to play hockey like yeah and, and and I think the way he said it he said things and, and I agree with you 100%. I think it could have been handled better. But I think he he handled it as well as someone who views the situation he does could have. Hmm. Um it, it could have been a lot worse. So For I think sure. he's I think he's one of those individuals that just you know, I said what I got to say. I respect these people. I respect who they are as people. Um I just want to play hockey. That's it, and and I get that. So yeah. you know, it, it's 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 just an unfortunate situation. Obviously, you know, you never want the NHL or any player in the league to make uh, to make news off the ice for the wrong reasons. Um, I think the there is though a lot of positives um, as long as it doesn't get ugly on social media because you do have that that cache of people on social media who can very well get very hurtful in these situations. And yeah. so it, it, it's going to come down to the people who are involved in these programs in, in pride night and people with the the flyers and his teammates to kind of say like, Hey, like let's have the conversation without making this a situation where he feels like he's being approached by an angry mob of people. Mm. So.
0: And I don't know you know, what conversations were had within the team. I I don't. Right. Um, I did hear one thing that it was like right before warmups is when he said, I'm not, I'm not taking part in this. Um, I don't know if that's hundred percent accurate or not. That's the only thing I've really heard. I don't know if this was like leading up to like in the weeks leading up to it, if their conversations were had, that's the only thing that I did hear about it. And if you're asking, well, they've been doing pride nights for a little while now. What, you know, how come this didn't come up with him in years in the past, Apparently, this was the first year the the Flyers went to jerseys in warmups. Yeah, and in the and before it was just if you want to put the rainbow tape on your stick during warmups, you can do that. And a lot of players don't do that. It's not doesn't mean that they're they're not supportive of it. It's just like they're not gonna they don't do that. They do it in other ways. Um, And he never did it. So because he was one of several that didn't, nobody really picked up on it. Yeah. So that's kind of why it didn't happen in in years past. So. Right. It will, I mean, and, and as far as on the ice goes, like this will be interesting to see what happens because Flyers are going to be sellers in terms of where he and he could have been the guy that's on uh, on the market. Um, yeah. This, no doubt, will scare some teams away. Not all of them. <laughs> there's some teams that don't care about this stuff. And, and right or wrong, uh, there's, there's all it takes yeah. is one team to say, like, oh, yeah, we'll take him. Um, but I, I don't think there's any question that there's some teams that. See this, and like, we don't want that PR and HR nightmare right now, so we'll see, we'll see where it goes in terms of uh, if, if he is dealt between now and the trade deadline. So. yeah, all right. Um, let's hear from Bet Online, and then we will get to your boy, Mr. Steven Stamkos, on the ice 500 goals. Uh, does that get him in the hall of fame? I don't know, I don't it's just maybe just squeaks him in, maybe just. You're not amused. You're not amused. All right. (laughs) (laughs) BetOnline.net. It's your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends from every professional and amateur league out there. From the NFL playoffs to the NBA to the NHL. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And you were talking about your boys,
1: your G-men.
0: Were they going up against it? They they got the Eagles, playing the, right?
1: Playing the Eagles this week, and oh, so their uh, season's over. Listen, man, I'm telling you, I think that if people feeling good, put, I'm feeling great. I think you know, if we wish for a miracle in San Francisco, we have a chance to beat back-to-back division rivals on en route to uh, another Super Bowl <laughs> win. But we got to get past Philly this week, and I. If, if you are looking for to, to get some money this week I, I really think that putting money on the money line for the Giants I mm-hmm. mean all you have to lose is your self-respect <laughs> because if they lose you know <laughs> if they yeah. lose you lose money if, if they win then you know you yeah. look like a genius so yeah yeah you just <laughs>
0: you lose your house or you look like a genius which which one do you want
1: would you rather spend the summer with your kids and your wife or so <laughs> on the sidewalk
0: uh give give me a prediction give me a score prediction right now
1: uh i'm saying 28 19 giants okay all right we'll check
0: in next week uh if you love sports podcasts you can even find those at bet online as well we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info you can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more over at betonline.net and that's where the game starts all right, so let's uh get to kind of a uh, some big moment, a big moment on the ice and that is uh your boy Stephen Stamkos getting his 500th goal. Uh he also got 501, right? In that same game?
1: He he also got a hat trick in that game. And but, he became, But the the so was it with the it third was five goal, up, was It was 501. It was 501 2 and 3. Oh, no, really? Yeah, he was at no, 499. He was at 499 coming into the last night so then if 500 501 502 well good thing your math yes. is better than mine I, I, yes <laughs> I,
0: my, my, i'm good at mathing um so yeah i mean it's it's you know uh, a big deal if you're watching over on youtube we're gonna put a graphic up you sent this over to me this was right from the tampa bay tampa website. bay social media put this up tampa earlier social today. media all right so we're gonna throw this up really cool graphic we'll get myself and adam out of the way Uh, kind of just breaking down everything by him. It's, it's a, it's, it looks like a lot, but it's easily digestible. Uh, I like kind of everything they did here with goals by arena, top goalies he's scored against all his franchise records, lifetime shooting percentages. So, you know, you follow this team and you follow him, which of all of this is the thing that, you know, jumps out at you?
1: Honestly, it's, it's, if you look at the names with the primary assist by player, I know that's like a weird stat to kind of grab at, but you look at St. Louis, coach Hedman, Killorn, and then Teddy Purcell <laughs> to round out that top five. Um, the other one that's really cool, I think, is the, the lifetime shooting percentage. He's at 16.8, yeah. uh, which is currently a franchise record, which I don't think – I mean, the only guy I think that could break that or – actually, has a chance is break point, but he's got right. a long ways to go, but – I, I mean, what else is there? What else? I, I mean, you look at this, Chris, and honestly, I mean, you look at the goals per season, how many seasons, what X amount of goals. You look at the goals, uh, just the franchise records. You look at all of it. And and alongside having one of the most iconic Stanley Cup final goals ever uh, and being the captain of back-to-back Stanley Cup, it, it's really at this point you, you have to ask yourself, you know, what else is there left to accomplish for this guy? Right. I, I, mean, I mean, he's he's <laughs> one. He Nothing. I believe he also has won a gold medal at Canada at one point. I think he was on one of those teams. Did he? I Did he? I, I gotta check I, that I right. Wrong. Uh, I but <laughs> I I I think that yeah, I mean that's why I gave you a little smirk before when you said it might squeeze him into the Hall of Fame because <laughs> I thought like three years ago he was a, a shoo-in for the Hall of Fame um yeah and he he's just a great player and the scary thing is is that he's not even 33 yet which is just insane to think about and and i always make the comparison on my show and i'm and i'm curious what our listeners might think about this assessment as well because i look at him and i always say on my show i say if you take out all the major injuries that he's had which we won't have enough time to get into Mm -hmm. if you take that all out one can make the argument that he has somewhat of a similar career to Alexander Ovechkin in terms of like value to his team. Well, not only, not only value to his team, I think they both share the same amount of value to, to their teams. But I think I won't, I'm not going to say that he, he would, he would have finished his career with 800 goals, but I think he would damn sure be close. I mean, I think we could say at this pace, because he's been playing great this season after coming off his first 100-point season of his career, mm-hmm. I think we could say that he's probably going to get to 600. He might get to 650. If he goes off a couple of years in the next couple of years, he might okay. flirt with 700.
0: Um, well, I mean, so he's 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 not yet 33 or he is 33? He's on the verge. Okay, so yeah. – I always just use the age of 40, you know, especially for, for the, the superstars. Yeah. Uh, Not all of them get there, but just use, use the age of 40 as like, that will be what they play up to. So say he's got seven years left. Can he score 30 goals a game for the next seven years? I don't know if he could score 30 goals a game, but I think a year is probably more realistic because I said 30 goals a game. Didn't I? I did, yeah. He sure did. <laughs> thirty goals a year, he could he could score thirty goals a year for seven
1: straight years. Could he not? I think he could. I yeah. and, and he okay. turns thirty three in February, so he's just so, on the cusp. Yeah. I mean, like we said,
0: we're we're great at mathing. That's that's <laughs> another two hundred goals that he's got. So yeah, he i seven hundred in range. You know, barring injury, you always have to throw that in there.
1: Yeah. Um, sure. Why not? I don't and think I th- it's
0: out of realm own possibility.
1: And I think yeah. the thing that plays into his favor and kind of bringing back the Ovechkin comparison, because I do kind of feel like they have a similar game, except Stamkos is a little bit better of a passer, which actually, ironically, Ovi has gotten better at over the last couple of years. Hmm. Um, I think what plays into Stamkos's favor in terms of possibly scoring more goals, getting to 700, maybe beyond is he has so many weapons around him where Ovechkin kind of was always the guy that that team heavily relied on. Yeah. And where all he has to do, I mean, you watch a Lightning game, and I mean, you saw it during the Cup Finals last year, Chris. He just has to kind of just chill why Braden Point and Kucherov and Co just cook. And so that's the other thing. Like, he doesn't need to overexert himself on a nightly basis where you might see some of the other superstars have to.
0: So. Yeah, he does reap the benefits of of having a great supporting cast, uh, and and not that you know Ovechkin never did, but I don't think it was to the Stamkos level. I don't think it was to the Lightning level of a supporting cast
1: yeah.
0: uh, that he's got. So, and that's not to his detriment. That, that benefits him. That doesn't take yeah. away any of this stuff that you're seeing on the screen right now. So, um, you know, I, the, the thing that that I'm I look at is you know, look at those goalies, <laughs> the top goalies he scored against. Big names on there, you know. When you played that long, like you're gonna play up against those, you know, goalies that are playing all the time. So you got Carey Price,
1: uh, Henrik Lundqvist,
0: Marc Andre Fleury, Tuukka Rask. Like no
1: spring chickens. I was shocked to see Carey Price at the top of that list. I know they play in the same division as the Lightning, but still, I mean, I I kind of would have figured to see a little bit of you know some mid level names out there. You know, mm-hmm. instead of instead of some of the greatest goaltenders yeah, in yeah. NHL history yeah. of, of, of this generation,
0: <laughs> like those uh, uh, wrestlers, like back in the eighties, like <laughs> the yeah. no, like John Smith who come, comes running out and just gets pinned in thirty seconds, like guys like that. Yeah, uh, no, like these are these are your big names. So, so what's next for it? Like you said, I don't know. I mean, no heart trophies, right? No, just Rashard trophies. trophies. Just Rashard uh, trophies. Know, at, this stage in the game, it might be difficult to nab one of those with, you know, all these, you know, McDavid's going crazy year after year. It, yeah. Maybe th- that could be the one thing that he doesn't get, but that doesn't take away from uh, all those accomplishments you see right there. So, all right, uh, we have a, we'll get to our top five, our power ranking, top five power rankings, and then uh, quickly we'll talk about these uniforms that have uh, been released One is uh, out there. One is not yet official, but it leaked. That's what it is for the (laughs) All-Star Game. We're going to talk about it. But first, we have Built Bar. And if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and the calories, then you have got to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. And a lot of people, after the holiday season and a new year is upon us, obviously, they make those New Year's resolutions to start eating a little bit healthier. And you can incorporate Built Bar into that new year's resolution and why not they taste like a candy bar so you feel like you're still getting that you know not so good for you feeling with a candy bar but they are uh maybe better than a candy bar and they're also like a candy bar covered in 100 percent real chocolate that's right denker real chocolate
1: what do you have to say about that man i mean if it ain't real chocolate i don't want it i mean we don't want the fake chocolate
0: no are you a dark chocolate fan? Uh, the darker, the better. Yes. I, I mean, I'm a, like, 82% cacao guy, if, you, <laughs> if you're asking 82%. me. 82 yeah. <laughs> uh, They have some unbelievable flavors, like the churro puff, the peanut butter brownie, and the coconut almond. And you no longer, if you want to, feel free to go over to bet, or excuse me, built.com and order from their website, which you still can do. But now you can walk into a Sam's Club or a Walmart and buy them right off the shelf. So multiple ways now to get your Built bars. Like I said head to built.com and they always have uh, new flavors coming out over on their website or walk into a Walmart and Sam's Club you can get a four bar box of chocolate cookies and cream and double chocolate or coconut puffs. Go to built.com make Built bars part of your new year eating healthy resolution. All right. So uh, why don't we throw out, you know, because this is a Thursday. We typically do power rankings, but with all this stuff going on, the ice and off the ice, we had to focus on that. But we still want to throw out at least five teams. We'll give people like our top five. um, This is probably going to be the most uh, (laughs) anticlimactic number one, maybe in in the history of our power rankings. But who do you got?
1: Uh, I gotta say, Boston. You know, I've been really holding out for the last couple of months, and it's really don't go out on a limb, Denker. Don't you don't have to do that if you don't want to. I was wrestling all night with this, Chris. Mm, for sure. uh, but I mean, Boston is just, dude. They they've they've That's... lost five games this year. <laughs> That's
0: great. <laughs> We're halfway through the season, and they've lost
1: they they've lost five games in regulation. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean. I don't like having the conversation of, like, where could this team stand? And, you know, because we're halfway done with the year, they haven't won anything yet. If they continue this pace, and if you want to fast forward to the end and and say, like, they continue this pace and do end up winning uh, Stanley Cup, and let's just double everything. Say they have 10 losses and eight overtime losses. I think you are looking at one of the more dominant teams with the way that the game is played right now under the the flat cap that we've been under, yeah. it, it, it's tough to be this good. And they are
1: right now. And I hate saying that, but you have to admit it. I mean, if we, if they win the cup, I mean, we got to go back to like, like the Gordy Howe days in Detroit with some of those mm. teams that they rolled out where they were just steamrolling the rest of the league. Granted yeah. they were playing five other teams at the time. So that's <laughs> a little different. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I think the the thing that stands out with this team, not only obviously the record, but nobody expected this. Rem- no, there was no remote expectation that this was gonna happen this year. No. Or I, I think a lot of people looked at the Atlantic and, and, and thought, okay, Toronto and, and and Tampa. And surprise, surprise, they're blowing everybody out of the water. Not only the division but the league and it's it's insane yeah. chris and and it, it really grinds my gears that <laughs> it happens to be a team that plays in the same division as tampa bay uh,
0: the crazy part about it is as far as overall standings go and in, in, in terms of points the second place team right now the carolina hurricanes are 12 points behind them in the same amount of games played 44 games played so usually, like even if you know when you have that team, that's 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 clearly like the number one. Whoever's number two usually isn't that far behind. Yeah. Maybe they're four, five, six at the most, but they're twelve points behind them right now. Yeah. It's it's just it's mind boggling to, to see a like that.
1: They lost their first uh, regulation game at home last week. Uh, To the Kraken, thank you very much, finally. And uh, they're actually in the middle of a three-game win streak, which is just – I mean, it's – Chris, their points percentage is .841 right now. That's that's better
0: than some goalie save percentages.
1: (laughs) Where where Carolina is at 7.05. That's crazy. Would you put Carolina number two right now or no? I would have to. I I just feel like a lot of people still aren't – on the Carolina bandwagon, just because Mm. they don't, I mean, they have like, and that's what makes them a very good team. They don't have just like a handful of like big name guys, like you would see on some of the other top teams. They just have like, they're just solid from top to bottom. And I think that's why I feel like also if you're like betting on them for, for Mm. long-term future props, I think you, you would, I would probably be safer with Carolina being the better team. Whereas like, Boston, I, I just feel like Boston is a team that's going to fizzle out in the first round, and, and I'm not even saying that as like a hater. I'm just saying, I, I just feel like you know we we saw it with Tampa Bay in 19; they they were going at full steam all season long, and they got uh, absolutely dogged by the Columbus Blue Jackets. And I kind of feel like that's what we're going to get at Boston, where like Carolina is just so they're built for the playoffs, man. I, I think yeah, they're going to make yeah. a deep run, and yep. and. I think Carolina looks like one of the more disciplined teams too. Like they I've never really seen them make any like mistakes ever. I mean they are it, a solid it, team. Yeah, it, it's it's that, they're one of the teams I actually enjoy watching mm-hmm. in the league right now and they they play great on an nightly basis. So I would agree I think you know
0: Boston definitely is number 1. I would agree Carolina is number 2. <clears throat> Maybe here's where it's get a, a little bit interesting, or, or do you have yeah. number, number three, Winnipeg?
1: Really, hey. really hey. like Winnipeg. Really like West. I really, really, really like Winnipeg, um, I do and too. they're and they're a number. They're another team just like Boston that I feel like people feel like this was kind of kind of be more of a step back year. I mean, everything that happened last yeah. year with them, and yeah. they're another team that just took off. You know, no pun intended right away and (laughs) i'm really on i'm really on today and (laughs) (laughs) um the thing about them though is that you know the west is very exciting and and i guess i'll cut right to it um you know i'll hit right at it the Mm -hmm. the team that they're tied with in the west is actually my my number four team too Mm -hmm. the the dallas stars and and i think one of the better races that we have in the league that a lot of people i feel like aren't talking about i feel like a lot of people are so mesmerized by boston that we've completely forgot the three three four dog race that you have going out in the west
0: yeah so true yeah i'm 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 happy i mean and i shouldn't be saying that i'm happy that you mentioned the jets because that's you know where my team is trying to catch them right now but they do they they are for real i think last year was just an outlier for them and they just didn't perform well and and yeah. they didn't go out and make a ton of moves i think they st- they stood pat and they were like yeah. we believe in this team we just have to play better um so yeah they, they look a lot better um so you have them at 3 and then you have the, you, you had dallas at 4 yes and then who you have at
1: number 5 i know you're not going to let your boys go too far without this was tough i <laughs> So I, if we're doing top 10, I have Tampa just outside the fifth uh, okay. spot in the sixth. I would have to say this is where it pains me once again, Toronto. I Another <laughs> team that I was, if, if anybody's been listening to my show or listening to Locked On NHL, I have just been putting this off along with Boston and giving them any credit. Toronto, I mean, they're a good team, man. I, I, I still think that they're gonna, I still think that they're not going to make it very far in the playoffs, but they're a team that you can't argue with a team that has Austin Matthews, Nylander, Marner, mm-hmm. I mean the list goes on of guys to where this team, if they just were able to to get some goaltending because I, I think that's where they kind of falter. Um, yeah, if, if they were able to have a solid goaltender, I, I think that they're a team that would easily be at the in the top three, but yeah, I, I would say yeah, Toronto okay. rounds it up for me. Rounds it Toronto out for me. What about you? Uh, so
0: we'll see. Okay, we'll do f- five. I would put um, Toronto. Um, four. I would put Winnipeg. Three. Um. I, I would, I'd I'd leave the Devils there right now. I would. I'd leave the Devils at, at three. Um, and then, like we said, uh, two Carolina Hurricanes and number one, um, the Colorado Avalanche. No, I'm kidding.
1: Real question ball. is, yeah. uh, where do you, if we're extending mm-hmm. to the top ten real quick, where do you have Seattle? God, like uh, they had that incredible road trip.
0: Right, yeah. and you you look at that, and you're like, okay, man, like seven in a row, like okay, um, and they're they're still, I mean, uh, God, I mean, they're top ten easily. I think yeah. I think they are definitely a top ten. I probably would slot them in like seven or eight. Okay, probably would put them around like seven or eight right now. Yep, and, and I, I think they're I, deserving of it. I, I just the one thing that is holding up with me with them, they'll get through the regular season. Yeah, goaltending uh, is exploited in the playoffs. Yeah, they do not have it. So they they will they'll out, you can outscore teams during the regular season, um, but when it comes to the playoffs, you're up against the best of the best, and those teams will make your goalies look silly. And that's that's my issue with the Kraken is
1: I don't think they have the goaltending to really do anything in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I mean. That's that's like ninety percent of the battle in the playoffs, man. Yep. And yeah, I mean the Kraken also they're they're like going back to my point before they remind they're like the Carolina Hurricanes of the West. I, I just feel like they're they've have a good team from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. They have some names that are their guys on a nightly basis, but those guys aren't like superstars. They they aren't going to no. be the guys that are going to carry a team. But right. you don't need that. I mean and I yeah. think that you're gonna see that a lot more often with playoff teams. You're not gonna see I and I can't believe I'm the words are coming to my mouth, you're not gonna see like a team like the Oilers with these great players like all all world players and dry on McDavid be able to carry you through a playoff run anymore. I think mm-hmm. that last year was kind of like the last page in the book of seeing that. I think now we're I think a lot more GMs, also like you said in the salary cap era, with what Boston's doing, I think we're going to see us a, a lot more teams now, you know, that are cash strapped, you, you know, know, not paying these huge superstars. They're going to want to try and distribute their talent to evenly throughout the entire team, uh, and I think that's what you're going to see from now on. you know, if you have a good goaltender <laughs> like what with Winnipeg's doing, if you have like a Hellebuck kind of guy, you could kind of make pieces fit everywhere mm-hmm. else in the roster. Yeah. Yep. So we'll see how it all uh, breaks
0: down for the second half. So uh, yeah. we're running a little long, so we won't get to the uh, uniform thing. So we'll do a quick thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, Arizona Coyotes, new third uniforms that they revealed. Thumbs up or thumbs down for you? Thumbs down. I'm going, I go thumbs up with that. I, I, the uglier, the better, better for me. I don't know. <laughs> I, I kind of like it. I kind of like it. It, it. it takes a, it takes a really ugly jersey for me to not like it. And even those I still kind of like. Uh, and then the the All-Star game was kind of leaked. It's kind of a, like reverse retro All-Star yeah. game back from the 94 big like star things at the bottom. Um, kind of with the, the Florida Panthers reverse retro color scheme with like the pink and the black mixed in.
1: So uh, Miami colors, baby. That's what Comes it up. is.
0: Up I can't.
1: Even, I can't even give it a thumbs up. I gotta I just gotta say these jerseys are dope, Chris. They're awesome. <laughs> they're they're awesome. so cool.
0: <laughs> they're so cool. I, I love them. I, love I hope. Them.
1: Th- I hope these are real. I hope these aren't fake. I think. I think it's. A,
0: you. You were seeing it uh, like a couple weeks ago, and now like the one that you, that came out today, they were they're on a hanger somewhere. Like it, it, it's them. It's them. So um, I like them. I like them. So. All right, um, that'll wrap it up for this week. We'll be back next week with uh, likely a full schedule for power rankings, which we typically do, but like I said, had to cover other other things on this episode. So uh, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated and uh, tuning in. And he is Mr. Adam Denker from Locked on Lightning. And I am Chris Maselli from Locked on Avalanche. Appreciate everybody tuning in and we'll see you guys next week.